well, Jan. We're back again. And yeah. you, you've had your final chemo. Yay! Yay! Chemo <laughs> 4 was last Tuesday. This is Monday, so it was just about the week ago. It's an extraordinary feeling, having done that last one. We spoke early in chemo 3, and I found chemo 3 difficult. I mean, I wasn't hugely poorly or anything, but I'd never quite recovered in the way that I'd have liked to. But I think it was the psychology of being in the middle of... You don't think there's an accumulation though? It builds I think up, there probably is. All of this pumped into you? Yes, I think so. And I, I think also because of the side effects and some of those you carry on, you never feel quite well and then that's irritating because you would like to. Mm-hmm. But um, no, so chemo, chemo 4 last Tuesday, um, which seemed to go perfectly well. And it's been exactly the same pattern for me. You know, up till Thursday evening last week, I was fine and Friday morning I wake up and I've fallen off the cliff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really was wobbly over the weekend. Um, less wobbly today, I have to say. And I'm just being really careful and so aware of how that works. So, yeah, hopefully it should just go day by day with the odd side effect that will turn up. And when you say wobbly, are you meaning just exhausted? Exhausted, dizzy. It's a bit like having a... I can't remember the last time I actually had a hangover, but I think it's that sort of thing. You know, I woke up on Friday morning and I've woken up the same way on all the Friday mornings when you wake up and you think actually I can't leave the bed mm-hmm. and you're having to very carefully put your feet down and and the room is swimming a little bit the room bit. is swimming a bit mm. you get yourself up you know you get into the bathroom and then you're going to have to go back and sit on your bed while things you know equalize and and try and get yourself down the stairs and it's it's all of that which comes in sort of troughs and peaks during the days I find by the time I get to the afternoon and I've obviously drunk enough and eaten enough and people have been around to see me then I'm actually beyond that a bit but huge I mean I've eat, I have actually slept a part of every day Friday Saturday Sunday I haven't had a sleep today I'm I'm trying not to have a sleep today, so I sleep better overnight. Yes, and that's the that's the payback, isn't it? It is the payback, the but I, I I've had no choice on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I had a friend here doing some gardening on sun, yesterday, and I I just went to sleep for an hour, and and quite wisely she said, "You've just got to let your body heal." And yeah. I think, what's the point of fighting? Um, so hopefully, these couple of weeks. And and the psychology of knowing that in my week three I haven't got to go back and be made poorly again. Yes, which is that must be huge. Huge. I mean, it just is. And I can look on my calendar and say, "Yeah, I can go and do that. That will be brilliant." Mm-hmm. Yes, that will be fine because that's not a chemo week now. But we do know on the downside that you've got another ordeal waiting for you. Yeah. And you, just to remind listeners, you've had this done before. I have you've already had a mastectomy. I have. I have. And I went for my pre-op a couple of weeks ago. I have to say that when I went for my pre I didn't have to go into oncology the week before my chemo last week. Um, we, did a, we did a telephone um, consultation with the chemo nurse. And I did my, my bloods actually up at the surgery, which all worked like an absolute dream. Mm-hmm. So that was all good. And then I'd had the pre-op assessment in the Addenbrooke's Treatment Centre the week before I went for my chemo. So I'm sort of all prepped for that, mm-hmm. except I'll have to have bloods done again in the first second week in December 
to see how things are and whether I'm actually all my levels have gone back up for for the surgery. But yeah, so I'm I'm prepared for all of that. I mean, the the, the pre-op is just what you expect an ECG and blood pressure and more bloods. Um, and got, do they talk you through what's going to happen? To a certain degree, although that's not quite their role, but the breast unit talked me through what was likely to happen. And I go into the breast unit on 9th of December to have another ultrasound, um, to have a look at how the tumour is has behaved, but also to go to the lymphedema clinic. So they'll measure up my arm to see whether I get any swelling in the future and that sort of thing. And they will talk me through, I think, how that's all going to work. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's it's really slightly strange to be in the sort of end stage of it for me. You know, chemo's done, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Odd, this odd appointment. And then the op, which is 31st of December. The 31st of December? Yeah. So there's no drinks for you in New Year's no, Day? No, they offered me Christmas Eve. I mean, I've had this date for a while now. Um but it is the 31st of December, so my chemo buddy, bless her heart, is going to pick me up at six in the morning to get me into Addenbrooke's. And I've got, when I, when I went to the pre-op, it was quite funny because she suddenly said, um, oh, I need to give you your drinks. And I thought, well, that's kind. She's going to give me a cup of tea in this consult because <laughs> it was, you know, a nurse. And I came out with a pack of four little things like an Actimel type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it... it Prehydrates you, and I have to drink all of those the night before because obviously then it's nil by yeah, mouth, yeah. not even a sweet or, or chewing gum. And then I drink two of those before four o'clock or five o'clock of the morning. Of I've got all the paperwork to take myself through. I've never had that before with an operation. I think mm. that must be quite a new. I, maybe thing. they're changing things as well. I think it so. always strikes me as I can understand for the anaesthetic that you yeah. need nil by mouth because yeah. it can make you sick. Yes, absolutely. But it also means that your body's You're your blood sugar is quite low, low, and you are. You are. I mean, I haven't got diabetes, but I know when I had an, a, a, a sinus operation a handful of years ago. The poor chap with diabetes, they had to put to the front of the queue because, I mean, blessing mm. me, he was going into Well, at least they thought about it, yes. Yes. So I'm first on the surgeon's list. Um, that could all change, obviously, mm-hmm. if there's an emergency or somebody with diabetes comes along or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've told me to pack to stay overnight because they're taking the axillary lymph node away as well. Um, and I think it probably will be an overnight. And then I've got people on standby to pick me up and take me home and to sleep in my house. But, you know, that's amazing because you'd think with a fairly major operation like mm. this, you would imagine it would be days or I know, you know, a week. I know. Or... It's extraordinary, isn't mm. it? I mean, when, when she phoned me to offer me the dates and I said to her, I because I live on my own, I need to plan, and because it's a holiday time, lots yeah. of my friends are away. And she said, oh, well, technically it's a day. Oh, yes, but, you know, the lymph node's going. Oh, well, then, you know, pack. And, and when I went a couple of weeks ago for the pre-op stuff, she said, oh, no, definitely expect to be in overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to be in overnight. Thank you very much. It's much better for my, my friends uh, much better for me to go home in the course of that day or even the next day, depending on yeah. how I respond, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's sort of it. But you're quite blase. Well, no, not blase about it, but well, you've had it before, I yeah. guess. That's, 
something. You know, you know I what suppose, it's about. And this is a much smaller operation than I had before because mm-hmm. I had major reconstructive surgery at the same time, which was basically like getting over two operations simultaneously. So I know, although you know, I might come out with a drain and, and, and all of that, this is actually going to be nothing much to look at and just getting over the actual surgery, not this mega stuff mm-hmm. that they don't even do anymore. They don't mm-hmm. do my, my previous op. So I'm, I'm sort of together about it. They've been really supportive, particularly the chemo nurses and the breast nurse. I mean, I just phoned them up. And I have done that a couple of times. One, because I wanted to know the gap between the op and the possible start of radiotherapy or anything else. And she reckoned it would be probably mid-February before I go back in and radiotherapy will start. And that means I can get my organisation in place, mm-hmm. less, least of my problems. And at the end of chemo three, I had a sort of minor panic when I looked in the loo and it was red. And like a noodle, I phoned up and said, it's all red in my toilet, but that's the chemotherapy chemical, isn't it? She said, no, Mrs Moore, you're not having anything red. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find that's blood in your pee. And what I'd done was, because too stupidly independent by half, I'd taken... We'd had this conversation before about everything goes to my stomach. Mm -hmm. That's my big weakness. Whereas I'd had a bit of diarrhoea and I'd taken the prescription stuff to put an end to it, which means two or three days on, everything's not happening. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'd taken a Senna-based proprietary thing, which, of course, sent my poor system into overdrive and they went no that's just terrible you've caused yourself day you know more problems so when I had this consultation over the phone I and she went through all the list and I said look you know if I get this again I know automatically that I'm in trouble two or three days down the line so they she said that's fine we can prescribe you something that is not Senna based (laughs) (laughs) and so I've come home with a big box of something much more you know sort of calmer Mm -hmm. um, which hopefully touch wood I might not use but is sitting in my cupboard here so they've been brilliant about do you need this have you got problems with that yes we can prescribe something to help you with that because they've seen it all before yes they have and it needs to be individualized so you don't come home automatically with a great pack of all this stuff you're never going to need but if you've got more sense than I've got and you actually phone up and say you know I've caused myself this damage actually then um, then she's she's sent me home with the right stuff so mm-hmm. but you did the right thing in calling them anyway. yes That's I did the uh, my chemo buddy phoned me in the afternoon to see how I was and I said well like you do and she's a vet so and she she presses you on all the medical questions and I said, well, that'll be the chemo thing. She said, no, it won't, because that's out of your system now, you darn thing. And it's nothing red anyway. So phone them. Mm-hmm. And it was the best, best thing. So my advice is don't be shy about picking up that phone. That's what they're for. They've got all your information, whether it's the chemo nurse or the breast nurse, all your information is on the screen and they can take you through and say, OK, mm-hmm. we can help you with this. So... Um, Hopefully this week I will be feeling better as this week goes on and nothing major, except I've lost the feeling in my fingers and my toes. I'd lost it in chemo three. Not quite so badly, but it hasn't recovered, but hopefully... Did that happen the last time that you I had can't, I honestly can't remember. It's a, it's a common thing. So I'm hoping... But it's temporary. Yes, it's because it attacks the nerve endings and it attacks the nail bed, so my nails are slightly lifting. 
so you can understand it and I've got I haven't got mouth ulcers and things I'm lucky but my tongue looks dreadful I won't show you because it really looks appalling so hopefully as the chemical goes because it's it's only a week Mm -hmm. those things will gradually right themselves as my body has a chance to Mm -hmm. to heal but now you've got a bit of a break until the end of yes, the end um, of December. Yeah, neither December in for these couple of odd appointments, but they're nothing much. And I'm moving house, of course, which is great. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why well, not? I've in the got middle a of a major spare weeks, <laughs> nothing else to do. So the paperwork for that's all going through. So yes, by the time I've had my op, in fact, yeah, when I've had my op, I will actually be living in another place. And that's fine, you know, it's it's just we planned it all before the diagnosis and you can't just stop the procedure because no. of other people involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, But actually, because I've put it back, the possible moving, where I'm going, she was much, she was really keen, and, and I've got it now on a week when I know I'm completely well, and so that will be absolutely fine. Good. Don't do things by halves. No, you don't, do you? <laughs> No, but I'm I'm just at the moment, you know, thinking I think it's partly my state of mind means that I'm feeling better mm-hmm. than I had been. Oh no, it's a huge relief to get that stage over. Yes, completely. because it's a, it's a bit of a yucky stage. It is, and when I go into chemo, I mean, I was sitting next to somebody in chemo last week, who's a younger woman than me, who was coming in from Peterborough for weekly chemo and daily radiotherapy and staying overnight in a hotel on the Tuesday night so that she was there for her radio the next morning. And I thought, I have got nothing to complain about because when you go to chemo, it's not breast cancer patients, it's all sorts Mm -hmm. of folk, and and there's always somebody ten times worse than than you are. Mm -hmm. And it's a sanitary experience, really. Yeah. Very, very strange. But, um, no, hopefully, well, more than hopefully, you know, the op... An op's an op, and it has its own problems, yes. but at least it's recovery from yes. then. And the radiotherapy, yes. I know, is brings tiredness, but I can do tiredness, because below me, can I do tiredness with this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Terrible fatigue. But that's that will be a very short span, and, and then, really... Yes. That's it? Yeah, back to oncology for them to decide whether they're doing any follow-up you know, longer-term medication and things, that will be a discussion to be had, but that's easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, I should be over and done with by the end of Feb. Good. Mm. So, between now and Christmas, you can get on with your music and yes. do all the things that you want to yes, do. Yes, it's all... I've got it all marked on the calendar on the good week. <laughs> <laughs> I've got people on standby in case it's not a good day. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be. I can't do anything in the cathedral. I've, I've just decided... Going to Ely in a cold cathedral to sing wonderful services is not a thing to do when you're just not 100%. No. But people have been getting in touch and saying yeah. really positive things yeah. about, about the podcast yeah. and, and oh, the fact yeah. that it's encouraging people yes. to go and be checked. Yes. And it's helping people get through their own. Yes. I mean, we've had a wonderful email from somebody I have no idea and not a direct contact to me saying they'd just had their first chemotherapy and how helpful it was to know that that wasn't the end of the world and it would improve, but it's helpful mm-hmm. to be organised and, yeah. and so on. I think you've been given good advice. Right? Yeah, I hope I hope so. I mean, it's worked for me, but then, you know, I live on my own and that's fine. I've got to be organised. How you cope when you're feeling appalling if you've got young children and things, I mean, that's a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. But you have just got to be fierce and say... 
I'm going to have to go to bed for half an hour now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the bathroom is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's a blessing as well, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> but that, that's quite important because you never quite know how that's going to be for a few days. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, well, but then that's like any other illness, isn't it? You come home and you think, oh, crikey. And that's how you manage within a family. But you have got to be hugely aware that yeah. that might tip up every three weeks and, and that's the way it is. So, um yeah, it's just wonderful to know that the main chemical bit, which is full of uncertainty, yeah. is now pretty much there. Yes, all done and dusted. Oh, I can't tell you. So, well, <laughs> well, we, you. we'll probably leave you in peace for a few weeks <laughs> and come back and speak to you after you've, uh, after post, you've had your operation. Post-op, yes, mm. that will be good because at least I can then tell you how it went and, and any follow-up from there, that will be, that will be a good thing.